0: Time now for the Real Estate Connection with Stephen Fayard, a Realtor and certified probate and real estate specialist. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a seasoned investor looking to downsize, move up, or refinance, this program is for you. Sales to landscape design to home repairs and maintenance. This is your weekly look into all things real estate. Now your host for the Real Estate Connection, Stephen Thayard.
1: Hey everybody! Hey everybody! Hey everybody! Hey everybody! Welcome to the show! Thank you for joining me today. Here's a great big round of applause for you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming out and spending some time. On your Wednesday with me today on another episode of The Real Estate Connection brought to you by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership. I want to thank you, sponsor, for sponsoring this show. Um, uh, This is Stephen Thayard, uh, your host Um, and real estate broker here in Northern California, California DRE number 01700019. If you have any questions related to real estate related, um, residential real estate related issues, whether it's investing, selling or buying, or looking into the value of a property um, that you may be even inheriting give me a call. 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. Again, thank you for joining me today. It's always a pleasure to have you with me um, as we go and to dive into the world of real estate. And oh, if you don't want to miss any future episodes, um, send me an email right now at info at realestate connection radio.com. Again, that's I-N-F-O at realestateconnectionradio.com with your name and your email address and I'd be happy to add you to my podcast distribution list. Also, um, if you just want to go ahead and sign up for the podcast, you can find the Real Estate Connection on Apple Podcasts under the business section and you can find the Real Estate Connection on Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N, podbean.com. Just search the real estate connection. You should see the logo in the corner uh, with me in the cowboy hat, um, and it should be very easy to find and sign up. And that way, even if you miss the live feeds, you can um, catch up later on at your at your convenience. So, without any further ado, we're gonna jump in to the program. And today, um, you know, we're gonna talk about um, the fixer upper. Now. A lot there's a there's like a whole series or genre of shows based on this concept on home and garden television, and um, a lot of people that are out in the market have the mind because they're creative. They want to buy something that they can put their personal touch on. Uh, traditionally this would also be a less expensive property than something that we call turnkey. And what that really means as far as turnkey is concerned is you put the key in the door, you turn it, unlock it, walk in and you start living because really you don't need any other, um, you don't need any other, uh, what's it called, uh, to do any other updates to the, to the house, um, when you buy a turnkey property, you just, open the door, walk in and move right in. But on a fixer upper, you know, it means it needs to be fixed up. So on today's show, we're going to talk about how to evaluate the true cost of a fixer upper and whether or not it's something that you should personally get involved in. All right, there's four points that we're going to cover. And um, I have to give credit where credit's due. Uh, this was written in an article uh, by a home by home by home a home improvement author by the name of Jamie Weeby, uh, she's a writer and editor uh, with that focuses on home improvement and design. And she previously worked um, as a web editor for House Beautiful, Elle Decor, and Veranda. So I got a lot of my talking points. For today's um, podcast from this article and I've added a few of my own touches to it but it's very it's very good and it covers all the bases so let's jump right on in what are the four things you need to know before you purchase the fixer upper now remember you are lurk looking to purchase a fixer upper and not a money pit. I don't know if you guys ever saw that uh, show, um, actually the movie called Money Pit, where a husband and wife bought what they thought was going to be a fixer-upper, and it turned out to just have problem after problem after problem after problem, and they were just dumping tons of cash into this property, and it never was really moving forward, which then caused a lot of stress in the relationship you do not wanna walk into a fixer upper and have that turn into a money pit for you and your spouse or you uh, and your loved one um, either. So this is w- this is part of the process is being careful that you are not running in and buying a fixer upper. All right, so number one, and I know this sounds obvious, right? Captain obvious, um, number one is evaluate the price. Now, so this is really important you will see a lot of houses on the market at one price, and then a fixer upper will pop up, you'll see the condition of it, and it will appear to be um, less expensive. But you really need to get into the weeds and do the homework and detail analysis to really determine if that house is appropriately priced for what you need to do to it. So don't fall in love too quickly, make sure the phrase just needs a little tlc is actually true check to see what similar homes in the neighborhood are selling for so what you're going to do is you're going to look at the square footage of the property you're going to look at the location and then you're going to look at similar homes in the area with the same square footage and see what they have been selling for and then compare that to the list price that you're looking at what you may find is that it's maybe, maybe $5,000, 15000 20000 just below what the last turnkey house sold for. And so there really isn't that much of a discount based on maybe what you're going to need to do to the property in order to get it up to speed. So you're going to check for the average condition of similar properties in the neighborhood. You're going to look at the amenities in those homes, the upgrades in those homes, and the curb appeal. So if you're if you're at all uh, uh, feel um, in over your head uh, conducting this exercise because it maybe be the maybe the first time that you're buying a house or maybe even the second or third time because we don't traditionally as a society you don't buy a house every every month right so you're gonna want to probably get a real estate professional involved to help you make that analysis somebody who's in this arena every single day and what they do for a living. And if you want that to be me, give me a call, Stephen Thayard at 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. And I can help you walk through this analysis to kind of see whether or not this home is really priced below market for what needs to be done in order for you to buy it with enough room in the budget to do the improvements that you want to do. Okay, so um, also treat your fixer fixer upper purchase like a business. Um, determine your budget based on the market value of homes in the neighborhood. So, for instance, if you're finding that all the turnkey properties of the similar of a similar square footage, lot size, bedrooms and baths um, have been selling for seven hundred thousand dollars, and this property is listed at six seventy five. And then based on what you think you need to put into the house, it's going to cost you more than $25,000, then you're overpaying for the home because you would then be putting in that $25,000 to get you up to market value for the neighborhood and then additional money to continue to improve it to get to where it needs to be. And then if that's another $25,000, you're essentially paying $725,000 for the house, when a turnkey house was only 700. So it's important to do the, uh, do the math on, on how you approach your uh, fixer-upper purchase and make sure that it's a not only an emotional decision but a business decision to make sure that it pencils. Because even though it's $25,000 under market, if the market's tight, and there's a lot of people out there looking for a fixer, you might wind up paying more than list price just to get it, which then means you're really overpaying, right? So be careful. That's that's basically what I'm trying to say. Be careful in how you determine your, your expenses for the property. Now, what's number two? Um, you need to start evaluating what improvements are needed, meaning quick projects um, for a fixer upper. Now, for my first time home buyers that are looking for a fixer upper, I call it the carpet and paint fixer-upper, right? It's something where you can get in there and put in new paint, new carpet, or new flooring, um, and that's going to bring the house up to speed really fast, and you're going to get a high percentage on the return of your investment. So meaning you want to get 100% of your project cost back or maybe more when the project is done. So with carpet and paint, you always are going to get 100%, if not more, uh, of your investment back when you're doing a carpet and paint fixer-upper. So I recommend, like I said, for first-time buyers, um, that you do this rehab work before you move into the property, because there's gonna be a time when that seller is gone, the house is completely empty, and this is the time to go in and do these quick fix projects. Um, that way you don't have to move your own furniture around um, after you move in and pull pictures off the walls. So that includes interior paint, new carpet, Exterior paint, um, new hardware, whether they be on the cabinets in the kitchen or in the bathrooms, or new uh, uh, doorknobs or door hardware to bring it up to speed. So if you're going into the house that maybe have been built in the 90s and it's full of brass um, accents, now's the time to get in there and change out like fixtures, um, doorknobs, handles, things of that nature. Um, Update lighting as well. I just got ahead of myself. And then two more things I wanted to add that um, necessarily wasn't in the article. And that is um, you can add in, now's the time to go in and do baseboards, crown molding, and if this house was built back in the 70s and there's still popcorn on the ceiling, now's the time to have that all scraped off, retextured and painted while the house is vacant. And these types of projects that I just went through will definitely bring you 100% return on your investment and probably more. So if you're interested in that list uh, and you've missed it, go ahead and give me a call, 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. Now, some other low-hanging fruit that you may be able to uh, do as well, and that this can be done after you move in, is bring the lawn back. We know we've been living in a drought for a while, so some of these houses have let the lawns go and you're going to move in and it's, it's, it's gone and uh, you want to bring it back. Bring back the lawn. That'll increase, increase your curb appeal, which increases your value. Install colorful plants or drought resistant plants if you don't want to put a lawn back in and then cut back um, and trim overgrown um, uh, plants in the yard. Because typically what a fixer is, is just somebody who's had a lot of deferred maintenance in the house because they didn't have time, have money or time to take care of it. And so they decided to sell the house as is without doing these updates. And so it's an opportunity for you to come in and pay a little bit less for the house and then take advantage of that and put in some money and gain a lot of equity and increase the value of the home. But again, you have to do the math. Now, projects that you want to evaluate versus the price of the home are kitchen and bathroom remodeling, Uh, uh, for the following reasons. One, cash outflow. How much cash do you have in the bank after buying the house, right? And will you have to go into more debt in order to do a kitchen remodel? And then it may also require hiring professionals, um, which then is an additional expense to you. So before you jump in to a fixer and you're you're thinking, I'm going to gut the kitchen, gut the bathroom, That's a big deal. It's a big project and it takes a lot of time, takes cash, and there's unforeseen issues once you start ripping out cabinets and plumbing. Okay, so what's number three? What projects that require hiring a professional that add instant equity? Okay, so we've gone through the low-hanging fruit that you can either do yourself or hire a professional to do that aren't as bad, Um, and some other projects where you might need to hire a professional where you're gonna get 100% or more return on your investment would be adding a new roof, right? That can bring 109% of your cost back to you, hardwood floors um, also, and then um, insulation. Believe it or not, adding insulation can bring value, not necessarily because people are gonna see the value if you go to resell it, but because it will reduce your um, utility costs. So if you're in a house that has poor insulation and before you move in, you kind of checked around and the inspection report says that the insulation is thin in the attic or it may not be in the walls, now's the time to get that done before you move into the house, insulate everything really well, uh, make sure all the seals are in place and caulking is done. Um, And that way you can save utility money after you move in which uh, saves you uh, costs of living which increases the value of your home these projects all have a high return on your investments and projects with a lower return on investment like kitchen models may not be off the table either it's just whether or not you're set up to take advantage of it Uh, my advice is don't let the tail wag the dog meaning If the home is purchased at a low enough price, the enjoyment factor may outweigh the lower return on investment for uh, a larger remodel project, right? So for some reason, you get the deal of the century. The house, all the houses in the neighborhood are priced turnkey at 700,000 and you pick up the house for say 550,000, right? At that point, adding a new kitchen may make a lot of sense because you have enough cushion between what you purchased the house for and what the fair market value is in the neighborhood in order to do a project like that where even if you don't get 100% of your investment back, you will um, still improve the property and have enough cushion in that as well. So also, what's number four? So this is probably one of the most important things. Um, You need to evaluate your ability to deal with disruption, all right? One, are you a patient person? Two, does chaos and disruption drive you absolutely crazy? Do you have a young family? Are there small children underfoot? Okay, so whether you are a do-it-yourself person or hire a pro person, you must evaluate this question within yourself. I will tell you Based on my experience of living through a bathroom remodel, and it was just me and my wife in the house, there's a lot of dust, okay? And there's always delays. So if you only have two bathrooms, right, and you're you gutted a bathroom and you only have one, and you have a husband, a wife, and a couple of kids, you're all relegated to one bathroom. That can get old really fast okay because everyone seems to want to need to use it at the same time it also affects getting ready for work in the morning and getting the kids out of the house for school right um, and then there's all kinds of dust in de- and in the air everything in your house is covered in dust all the time no matter what you do taping off the bathroom and all that other stuff it's just a constant battle and when you have kids running around touching walls and things and and just going nuts, it can drive you crazy, especially if you're you know, having to deal with that in your relationship with your, your, your significant other or with your children. And if you're the type of person that just doesn't have a lot of patience for um, things that um, come up out of the clear blue sky or things that go wrong, or you're not used to disruption, You know, buying a fixer-upper may not be something that you want to necessarily get involved with just from your own personal perspective because the last thing you want to do is throw a lot of turmoil into um, your relationships with your loved ones in order to go through the process. Now, if you are okay with it and you do that honest assessment, then go for it, right? That's a good thing to do. Um, uh, A uh, a bathroom remodel remodel can take two to three weeks. Honestly, I would budget a month Right for a bathroom, and or maybe more. And if it's a kitchen, two months. I don't care what your contractor says. Is there's gonna be issues, and especially with supply chain issues going on right now in the United States, and being able to get things from hardware stores and the cost of materials, and uh, contractors being really busy, um, they'll go ahead and sign the contract and have and come in and start doing the work and make all kinds of promises. But then you know they don't show up or they're late or um, they say they've got a delay a week or for whatever reason, these things tend to just stretch out. So um, go in with your eyes wide open and know that these things are going to be taking at least 20% longer than what they're quoting. Um, uh, uh, Cost overruns as well. Be prepared to have extra money uh, laying around for a contingency in case there are issues Uh, going through these remodel projects i would say at least 20 percent. okay it's very important because stuff's going to pop up you know you open up a wall um, and then you might find um, like a a wood member that has water damage that needs to be replaced because it's a structural issue or you go to do plumbing and you find that there's a leak that's been going on that you didn't know about and you gotta uh, replace some boards Or your subfloor in your bathroom is weak because there's been a leak from the toilet that you couldn't see until you pulled up the floor. I mean, there's all sorts of other things, and it usually revolves around water or um, wood-destroying pest issues or carpenter ants or some sort of pest. It's just things that are hidden that slowly erode over time that you can't see until you start tearing things apart. And then that will slow the project down too because you might have been set to install the the vanity and then all of a sudden you've got to do repair work before you can install that vanity. So these are the things that you have to be careful of. All right. So um, also mistakes will happen and you may have to take something out and put something back in. Make sure you are ready to handle it mentally and physically and financially before you jump into anything. All right. So That's it. okay. If you have any questions about your desire to purchase a fixer-upper and um, have um, a specific um, fact pattern that you'd like to discuss with me, give me a call. 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. I'd be happy to help you. Uh, Stephen Thayard uh, with Good Patriot Realty, California DRE number 017-00019. And I'm going to leave you with this, especially as it relates to remodels or fixer uppers. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Joshua one nine. Have faith. Step out in faith. Um, you will be taken care of. Put your trust in God. He promises to prosper you and not to hurt you. That's just how he operates. All right. Thank you very much. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. God bless your family. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you next week on another episode of The Real Estate Connection with your host and broker, Stephen Thayard. All right. We'll talk to you later, guys. Here's the outro.
0: This has been The Real Estate Connection with realtor and certified probate and real estate specialist, Stephen Thayard. License Cal DRE number 17 00019. For more information on this program, visit realestateconnectionradio.com. To contact Stephen directly, call 408-472-0817 or email info at realestateconnectionradio.com. And be sure to tune in next week at this time for The Real Estate Connection.